Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to A Deeper Dive. I'm Mark Presley, and I'm sitting here with Sam Holm, and this is the time that we get to kind of recap his sermon. Uh, We talk about some questions you might have sent in. That's the whole purpose and plan for this podcast. I always say be sure to like, comment, share, and we just... I did want to take a moment. We talked about it a little bit ahead of time, Sam. Well, do you want to say why yeah. Why do we ask them to like, share? Yeah, when we say like, comment, share, it's not because we want to look cool and we want like our Facebook picture to have likes on it. Uh, that helps us know, one, that this is helpful for you, and we get to see that some with the listen count, but it also is what helps get this information out to other people. Uh, that's the way that they create the algorithms now. So if you're like, commenting, sharing, because the content was helpful for you, then it helps that content help other people. And if you don't know how to do that, your platform's probably different. Spotify, Apple, they're all different. Uh, In Apple, I think you can look for the little three dots and it'll give you more of a menu there, that kind of stuff. Spotify, it's in there somewhere too. And if you can't find it, just come and tell us that you like it. That's a good way to do it. In-person liking, that's kind of unique. There you go. But uh, speaking of in-person, not a... Not a good segue at all there, but we were on Romans 15 this week. Uh, Well, we didn't finish it out, but 14 through 21. Kind of, we spent the Sunday, it was a heavy focus on missions this Sunday. If you haven't gone to watch, listen to that, firstmckinney.com slash on demand, you can catch up. We had Keith Moeller, who I love, has been part of our church well over 10 years, probably. Yes, and with different people in our church. So we've been, He's been an official key partner of our church now for several years. Yeah, so. and he spoke at the end. You'll want to go see that. I. It was cool in a staff meeting he came and spoke to us. I don't know if you were there yesterday when he did that, but he walked through and showed pictures. That was what meant the most to me when I saw the pictures of our team. Yeah. Uh, I know Dr. Mike was there, uh, Jared Smith, several others, their their sons, Jack Hay, yeah. uh, were there, and they were putting the roof on a school. And it was 10 years ago, and now that school is filled. And it's kind of that whole thing that we were looking at pictures of bricks. I know I've heard you say that recently, looking at pictures of bricks, but really it was the end result were all the faces that were inside that building and just seeing the school and the impact we have made through First McKinney. And it's not to toot our horn, but it's more to say that God is using us in incredible ways throughout the world. And that's you. I mean, most that listen to our podcast currently are people that are part of our church family. Uh, We get to be part of what Paul talks about in this passage of Reaching the Unreached because of the faithfulness of people like the Molers and them inviting us to be part of what God's doing. And what was so cool in that is he showed us on Sunday, he's been working 27 years on translating Scripture into this language. I'm an unreached people group, 99% Muslim. In fact, so opposed to the gospel that I find out he had gone... 10 years before publicly talking about Jesus on the front end. He had to create a written language in their heart language in order to get to the point of translating Scripture, teaching kids also to read that language in the schools, and now having the Bible translated into the New Testament. And he showed us this passage that we preached on Sunday in their language. He even went on further in the staff meeting and was talking about that and how they're even strategic in what books they're doing, because those speak to Muslims. Yes. Because they're like the books of Moses fit with the Quran and and things like that. So a Muslim would go and read the Bible that he has translated because it's for the first time in their language. Yeah. And they can read that. Pretty powerful. Really powerful. Why don't you go through the rest of the sermon? Just recap it for those that that missed that Sunday. 
Yeah, Paul shares with the church his calling, and what jumped out to me as I was studying it is how exciting, how meaningful, how real what his life looked like compared to what our culture is up against right now. So I kind of started the sermon with some of the statistics on how unhappy people are at work, uh, how it's evident in our lives right now that we're searching for meaning and we're not finding it in other places. Where do we find meaning? And so it's in the missional life that Paul's living. Although it may look a little different than Paul, all Christians are invited into this. And so he talks about on the front end how he gets to be satisfied in them and how he has actually proud pride, not in him, but what Christ has given him in the ministry through them. And he talks about being a priest, like offering them, the people he's ministering to, back to God as a thanksgiving offering to God. And what joy and pleasure is in that. I mean, it overlaps some of what we saw last week, and the glory of God is really the only place we can find true pleasure as as people, that like God created eternity in our heart. And so the pleasure in offering lives back to God and transform lives, the power, the Holy Spirit working in and through him. We he talks about it being visually and verbally. God's the, the Holy Spirit's empowering what he says and what he does. Uh, we get to connect to the power of God when we connect to the mission of God and then the purpose. And his specific purpose, he tells us, is uh, reaching the Gentiles. The Gentiles are all the non-Jews, really the nations. And so he was going to go to where people had never heard the name of Jesus. And that was the specific purpose God had called him to, to reach the unreached. So big big purpose, again, our big statement, again, on the front end, uh, a missional life is a meaningful life. And we don't on all of our missions don't look just like Paul. But all of us are called to be part of the Great Commission, like Paul was, and that's where we find full satisfaction. That's where mission meaning is found in the missional life. And you you focus for the day, we focus kind of beyond our walls, even beyond our city limits or county limits or whatever. What are those called? Like when you hit the end of a county, is that a county limit? County line. County line. County there line. That's there a barbecue go. place in Austin also. <clears throat> is it good? It's really good. Okay. I'll yeah. put that on the list. It was an anniversary date location for me with my bride. Oh, county line. Okay. Well, shout out. Maybe maybe if we get enough likes and shares, they'll send us some free barbecue or something. That's, that's, not, my, that's not why we're doing likes and shares. There's no bonus related. In, in, no, but we will still take the barbecue. Just to be, barbecue. Just to clarify. <laughs> It's not why we're doing it, but we will take it. Anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But the whole focus was kind of missions and going and telling. I think you you use around here the words pray, give, and go yeah. a lot. And one of the questions came in, and it even takes us really back to that predestination talk when we first started this podcast. But a person wrote in, what happens to people who never hear the gospel or meet a Christian? Yeah. Now, emphasizing uh, I thought it was funny when they said, hear the gospel or meet a Christian. So they're assuming that the Christian has not told them the gospel. But mm-hmm. yes, my own little joke when I read that question come through. But yeah, no one else is laughing but me. So, well, I, so I was looking at the text and I, I was said, stop listening. That's terrible. And here we go, podcasting. I'm, I got distracted. So uh, the question again, uh, what happens to people who never hear the gospel or meet a Christian? Why would Paul versus... Uh, we're in Romans chapter 15 right now. Why would Paul be all about doing what God had called him to do? He said, my ambition is to preach the gospel, which is 
again, being a herald of good news, right? That there's a new king. There was a battle that was won. We have a kingdom that we can be part of now. That was the gospel word at that point in time, good news. Why would people even need to hear this good news? Uh, He says, uh, my ambition is to preach the gospel not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as written, those who have never been told of him will see. Those who have never heard will understand. That's chapter 15, verses 20 and 21. What's implied in those verses is if someone does not go to them, they will never see and they will never understand. Uh, what what does that mean? Uh, that means that they're not exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and don't know who Jesus is. Uh, chapter 1 of Romans, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the nations, the non-Jew. And so he's bringing the gospel because he knows it's what will save people. So what happens to people if they've never heard the gospel? Well, they're not saved. Uh, chapter 10, um, and he gets real specific, so I'm going to back up in my Bible here. You may even hear the pages turning. Uh, he says in verse 14 of chapter 10, How then will they call on him and who they have not believed? How are they to believe in him who have never heard? How are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Uh there's that's why there's so much meaning in the missional life, right? We get to be part of God's plan to save the world. Um, if if we don't step into that, does that mean God's not going to save the world? No, God's going to accomplish His purpose, but he, he accomplishes His purpose through people sharing the gospel, and then people hear, receive by believing, repenting of sin, and following Christ. And and another question came in right after that that said, "What happens to those?" And you kind of just answered it, but just be specific. What happens to those that perish, having never heard of Jesus? Uh, So in short, Jesus uh, talked about there being a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, uh, fire. I I gave the illustration on Sunday of watching an unreached people group, uh, dead bodies, not alive bodies, but dead bodies being burned in a temple and visually seeing, oh my goodness, I'm watching physically temporarily something that Jesus taught is spiritually happening eternally. Uh, And so what happens, we don't fully know and understand what hell is. Uh, Some talk about annihilation, eternal atonement, all of those things going back and forth. uh, There's arguments for where we just know it's not good and it's not heaven. Jesus tells the story of the rich man and, uh, and Lazarus, and, and the rich man ends up in hell, and he's, his mouth is parched, and he's crying out for, so, for God to send someone to tell his family so that they can be saved and not end up where he is. Um, it's not good. It's not good. That's why it's so important that we go and share. We, we tell people. There are tons of cliches out there. You know, you might be the only sermon. You might be the only person that someone ever encounters. You know, that first question was, what happens to people who have never heard? You know, and, and this Sunday we did focus on kind of more the external type missions than those in our coworkers, that kind of thing. But it's just as important to tell them. You know, that they, if they don't hear what happens to them, and it changes your mindset 
when you start to think through that and you realize, wait, I may be the solution to the problem. Now, God's the solution, but you know what I'm saying. You may be the messenger, harbinger. I love that word, harbinger. It's a, someone who tells the good news, a harbinger. Yeah. So again, Fancy word for me. We don't Points. know fully what hell is, but I've heard someone describe hell as separation from God. And all over the Bible, we just talked about it this week and last week, God is the only thing that can satisfy and God is around right now through the Holy Spirit in people's lives. He's present in the world. Uh, so hell is going to be in a place of eternal non-satisfaction, like that, the, the thirst that the rich man was feeling in hell on an, an, a level that I think we've never understood, uh, no satisfaction apart from him. Now, we're not going to—you sang in all your sermons, no satisfaction, but I don't think we need to do it on the podcast. No. It would then be recorded. I guess the sermons are recorded. Neither one of those were in my planned notes, by the way. But giving, giving a little twist on this, um, and we talked about how uh, the molars are reaching out to the Muslims. There's other religions out there, and that's one of the things. They, they're worshiping other gods. But um, what do Jesus— and Paul both have to teach us in our encounters. You said you were in Kathmandu watching in a temple or whatever the building was, but watching that, what do they have to say about other religions? Yeah, so Paul, I think, engaged the other religions trying to even get on their level. There's one point he shows up in Athens, and he's like, hey, I see that you've got all of these gods. And he, he, he starts, and he said, you have even a temple to the unknown God. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you about the God that you don't know about which is weird. It's almost like he's engaging in their religious teaching and showing them the gospel. Uh, that's what Keith Moeller does. Uh, Keith Moeller engages first with those that are already looking to Moses, right? Already looking to I Isaiah, already uh, uh, respecting the Old Testament prophets, and he shows them how they point us to Christ. And so I even said on Sunday, I got a little pushback actually after one of the sermons, where I said there is help for people in other religions. They wouldn't exist if there wasn't some form of a help for people. Uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, helping people find peace in the here and now, whatever that looks like, by Eastern meditation. You'll, you'll, you'll hear people talk about that. Um, it's nothing like what we have in Christ. Well, it's help, but it's, it's not the solution. Right, and there, there's, there's, there's it's temporary. Part. It's temporary. Right. I also think the moral teachings of so many of the religions, uh, are, they've learned because they have a conscience that's been given to them by God, and they know there's a right and a wrong. And so there, there's indicators that are similar to what the Christian faith teaches us. Uh, so what's radically different, and this is what I'm studying right now because I'm going to get to teach it uh, for McKinney Christmas and maybe for Pulpit Swap, um, is, is Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus. Uh, Nicodemus was a Jew. And uh, the, the, he says, you know, the, the Nicodemus is described as being a righteous man who is the teacher of that religious teaching. And Jesus flips the moral that I can get good enough to get to heaven and says, no, you have to be completely reborn. You have to be born again. So yes, we engage where they are spiritually, but at one point they have to see that what the, their, their religious teaching offers does not save them. It's only by grace through faith in Christ that we're saved. Uh, it's not trying harder to get better and doing the right thing. Um, that uh, going back a little, that sermon you mentioned, Paul gave uh, to the 
the different, he said, you have the idol and what it's still one of my favorite sermons, just from a storyteller, you know, and the creativity that's in there, but it's a whole nother day. But, uh, I get excited every time I hear that because it's someone, like you said, Keith Moeller, they're reaching there. Like what avenues can you use? Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, it's sports. Yes. You know, it's people that my kids are playing sports with and you start a conversation and, and working towards that end goal of telling them about Jesus. And do you get to it in a practice? No, it may take a whole season. It may take two or three seasons, but you start to build that connection and, and be a connector. That's just my own kind of evangelism strategy there in there. Well, not just your own. It looks like it's pretty consistent throughout scripture, right? True, true. Uh, When missionaries show up in an unreached people group, they meet needs, grow relationships, like Keith Moeller has, so they can share Jesus and then teach obedience. Sounds we very do. familiar. Yeah, it's like our our strategy, our little yeah. strategy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also what we do in our own neighborhoods, right? Yeah, uh, you meet needs by coaching a kid, and you grow a relationship after the game, talking, and as they experience your love, as you're loving your neighbor, uh, as again, great commandment. Uh, then you're able to open up doors of people's hearts, Paul says, is his words, for the gospel to be shared. Okay, a little fun question. Now, I'll be honest, this one did not come in, but as I was studying, I sat there and I go, this would be a good thing to find out. If you could be a missionary, uh, and you can't be, let's go outside the United States, if you could be a missionary anywhere, where would you go to? Can I ask it back in a second? Yes, but yes, yes, I'll answer. Yeah, answer. you'll answer. Yeah. Uh, so I, yes, I, I think everyone on some level that has gone on short-term trips, because when you go on short-term trips, like you see, oh my goodness, Lord, uh, people need to be here to share Jesus. And then actually, when you show back up in your own neighborhood, you realize the same thing is true for us, right? And we and so, say actually, short-term trips are the greatest way to get someone excited about the missional life. Yes. And so uh, several trips have been radical for me. I shared one of the stories about going to Nepal. I could definitely see myself wanting to go to those people. I mean, I fell in love with those people. Uh, yeah, so many opportunities there to, to share the love of Christ. Uh, we went to Israel, and we did some missional work while we were there, but it was also primarily just an education trip on the, our faith. And my wife said, this feels in a strange way like home to me. Uh, and also, though, just seeing how many Jews believe there was a Jesus, but have not understood that he's the Messiah. Uh yeah, I, I, I could see myself going to try to reach those in Israel. It's interesting, flip side of what Paul's saying in this text, I'm going to the Gentile. I could see myself uh, feeling excited, not just feeling, I have been excited about the potential of, of getting to do that. What about you? Uh, I would say, so I have a couple. Of, first off, I would love to be on mission. And uh, I had to learn a long time ago, I thought it was about the adventure. Like I see that and I go, oh, they're always, and then you go and spend time with the missionary, uh, doing the things I've been able to do to go film and interview. And there are adventure parts of it, but it is work yeah, and it time. is hard and it's lonely. And so if you know any, if you know any missionaries, I would definitely just take even this little motivation, reach out to them, pray for them, something. If you know someone on the mission field and you can go to our website and look, but that's what I've learned. Now, I would say, uh, if you didn't know, we adopted my youngest one, Mia Kate from China. So I would say, and my wife was a missionary for two years in Northern Japan. Uh, yeah. So I would say Asia really is on my heart uh, a lot both physically, uh, from Mia Kate and then just in general. So I would say somewhere in Asia, probably Japan, China, uh, something like that. At the same time, 
I would love to be in the great outdoors, like northern Canada or something, reaching reaching a native group up there in Canada or something like that. But again, that goes back to the adventure of it, mm-hmm. and you get lost in the romant- romanticism, yeah. whatever the right word yeah. is there, of the missionary, and you forget, oh, no, this is hard work. Absolutely. And if you're doing it, it's not work, you know, but uh, it is hard, hard work in a lonely, lonely world out there um, when you're the only one trying to reach someone for Jesus. So so I've, I've had many conversations with people that have wrestled with, am I, I, I feel called in the mission field, but is that really because I really like to travel or I have a, a, an attraction to this kind of people or uh, their lifestyle I feel like fits me better or whatever that is. And I think God can work through it. I mean, you trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own shame and all the way, he'll direct your path. Uh, if... Uh, he will give you the desires of your heart in another passage. So I think it doesn't mean that you're going to hate where you go. I don't, I don't think that's... Uh, w- but you have to realize what you're saying. Uh, your The missional call is not a call to go to have siestas in South America or to go <laughs> climb the mountains of Nepal, for example. Like yeah. that's, that's not the missional call. It's to reach people who don't know Christ with the gospel. It's message. like the bonus you get. But really, the bonus is leading people to Jesus. But I'm saying that's the bonus of going. But there's a you know every every job is hard. It just seems that I pray for our missionaries out there because it it is a tough tough world. Even the molars, talking to him, you know, he was the only person there that was a Christian for tribes and tribes, and they were praying for openings. And he has a great story we could share. I mean, we shared some of it, but share it in more detail. But I will say. You, you said this in your sermon, if you are interested, it would start with a short-term mission trip. Yes. And you can do that by emailing you? Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. If So um, the question is, are we all called to go? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll throw that out. Maybe this is how we, we, we land right now. Are we all called to go? Uh, are you you exploring that call? I don't know. If you're exploring that call, if you have interest in going, I already have received emails from different people saying on Sunday, I said, hey, if you have interest in going with us on a trip next year, email me right now. We don't have all of our 2023 trips planned, but I'm planning to go, and I know others are going to go. And if you have interest in going, email me, sam at firstmckinney.com, sam at firstmckinney.com. Dot com, and I'll connect you with our missions team. And Sam is spelled S-A-M. It rhymes <laughs> with ham. It, it does rhyme with it. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, Andrew right and now. spam. I think you affected Andrew. That's a good thing. He's our sound guy making it happen right now. Anyways, I interrupt you. Sam at firstmckinney.com. Yes. Uh, and, and so if you're wrestling with the call, I don't think God calls everyone to long-term missions. Paul even refers to this specifically as his ambition. Verse 20, I make it my ambition. He doesn't tell all the people, you need to go do that. What's going to happen next, actually, in the passage is he's going to explain more of what he's going to go do, hoping to reach those in Spain, and then he's going to challenge the church to give to a missional offering and then to pray for him as he goes. So uh, it doesn't mean you're off the hook if God hasn't called you to the long-term mission field. I think everyone should pray over and ask that question, has God called me? I do believe God has called all of us to be part of reaching those who don't know, and that is through praying, giving, or going. So you need to be part of reaching the unreached. Uh, Thank goodness our church gives us opportunities through people like the Molars of getting to be part. Um, I also invited you to get on our prayer page if you want to receive our prayer list and start praying for our mission partners. They're on that prayer list. Staff pray through it on Mondays each week. But yes, we need to pray, we need to give, 
And some of us, maybe you listening right now, God is calling you to go. Some of us actually need to go. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's it's just to emphasize that again, that he doesn't call everybody. And it's what you literally just said. He doesn't call everybody, but it's not an excuse not to participate in some way. Absolutely. He does call all of us to the Great Commission, I believe. He calls all of us to a missional life. Uh, all of us uh, can find pleasure in offering transformed lives to God. Our family, our co-workers, our classmates, our neighbors, uh, those on the sports team that we're working with, right? Us investing in their lives to help show them Christ. Um, a, a sweet family that I got to sit in a room with this week is going through a really tough time. Uh, I know that you, Mark, have engaged and loved them well, and uh, you have, yeah, and you get to be part, right? Get to be part of encouraging them through a really tough time, and that brings meaning to life, right? And God wants that for all of your lives. So it may be your neighbor, but it also may be China. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it does, it, it, it always scares me when we talk about global missions, because we get excited about that, but we don't get the same excitement all the time about going to our work or going to our neighbor or the sports team, as you just listed all those mm -hmm. things. We don't get as excited, but that's where it starts. Yes. You know, those short-term mission trips, but you could start right now. I love how Chris uses those trash can conversations when you take your trash out. For me, it's Thursdays. We live close to each other, so I have a feeling you're Thursdays also. Uh, but do you talk, are you Thursdays? For your yes, trash? Thursday okay. trash. Now they know where you live because oh, you're no. on the Thursday route <laughs> or uh, route, route, route. Anyways, but uh, do you talk to your neighbor? That awkward, okay, I just pulled in the driveway, but I didn't pull in the garage and they're outside. Should I stop and talk to them? Yes, you should. Mm -hmm. You don't have to talk about Jesus, but it's a platform to start the conversation about yep. Jesus. Yep. And if you talk to missionaries, you know what they do overseas? That's what they do overseas. They're doing it there, not here. Uh, most missionaries have a job in their culture. Uh, most missionaries have a way to engage. Uh, they're being proactive with their coworkers, with their neighbors, with their classmates, and that's how they're bringing people to Christ. And you are called to do that either here or there, not none. Correct. None. Not not none. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. where I was going. Uh, but let me say this. Uh, just as we wrap up here, I'm going to give you the final word here, Sam. But uh, again, if you're interested in those short-term missions, you can text Sam, rhymes with ham, Sam at firstmckinney.com. You can also send questions there. Our typical way to get questions here on the podcast, and let's ask those, are uh, text the word question to 96123. Now, I know this next week, uh, we have pulpit swap here at the church, yes. and uh, we'll, I, we still got a plan for what we're going to do next week, but we may discuss Sam's sermon uh, from there when he preaches at the First McKinney. I know all of you, we would we would love you to come here and hear Lewis Rose, Pastor Lewis Rosenthal as he preaches here and get to experience that. Um, there's also not much room at the First McKinney because of the renovations and stuff they're about to start. Yes, but there. they're they're open to people Correct. coming. We actually talked about this yesterday. Some have asked, we want our people to be together. That's part of the reason we do this, and it's, it's an annual thing that the church has done for years, uh, and it's neat. I mean, it does uh, open up the door, and even just as a statement, I believe, to the community— that we have the same God, we believe in the same Jesus, the message of the hope of the gospel. It's also fun, I think, for both churches to to see a different style and get exposed to it. They're like, this is different. Um, 
but it's a reminder to us that God has called us to reach and love our neighbors. A church that we love, we participate in mission work with them. We're part of helping give to support a food pantry that we get to be part of with them monthly, and some uh, on our, our in our church family are part of helping serve with them during that time. Uh, we're talking about taking a mission trip to Cuba together. Uh, we were talking about that before the pandemic, and that closed down a trip that they were taking. And so we, we love this church, and it's just fun to get to, to share together as we do a pulpit swap. Yeah, so be sure to join us this week. I believe if you go to the McKinney first, their service is at 1015, and then we're at 915 and 1045 here, just the normal service times for us with life groups and all that. And then if if you're just, uh, you've been following us for a while, we've got about two, three weeks following that of Romans, and uh, we'll be finishing out Romans and then move into our Christmas series, which uh, is kind of, we're calling born, not born identity, but uh, why did Jesus come? And uh, it's kind of why Jesus came, and there's all the the born to save, born all, all sorts of different borns, born identity, born ultimatum, all the different <laughs> born movies. But uh, um, I'll give you the final word again. Text question nine six one two three. Be sure to like and share. You know why to do that to help us get the word out there more. But hey, my my response is just to say thank you. Y'all are y'all are in, encouraging me and helping me to dive deeper, and I'm loving that the questions you're asking are pushing us in more into the text to, to really ask what is God really saying here and how do we obey that and then who do we share that with and so the questions that should drive our Bible study time daily right you're helping us to have right now around the text that we're preaching on Sunday so uh, yeah thank you all for being part Thank you for joining us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting QUESTION to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.